This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Jimmy. Welcome to episode 87. Okay, if you have not found me on social media yet, please get over there and give me a like or a follow. That's at Dr. Jimmy on either Facebook or Instagram. I am posting episodes as they release, so it's kind of a good reminder of what's out there to listen to. Plus, I just love to hear your thoughts, right? So I figured this would be a good, like, central place for people to drop comments um, that are maybe specific to certain episodes. So if you've got, you know, additional questions or just things that were maybe like aha moments that you want to point out and share with others, um, the the social media channels are kind of the platform to do that on. So I I haven't had the pages up for long. Um it only took me two years to finally decide that I needed to create these channels. So sorry about that. But um, I think it will be a win for us all in the long run where we can all join together as a common community of horse owners who love to continue to learn. So today's episode is going to be about hay bellies. We are in the midst of winter and this is usually the time of year where I start getting questions from people about um, their horse having a hay belly and they want to know, you know, why it's developed and of course they want to know if there's anything that they can do to get rid of it. So let's start out with describing what we actually mean when we use the term hay belly. So a horse will... um, A horse with a hay belly basically looks like they're pregnant, right? In fact, that's probably the most common description that I get from people. Um, They'll say, you know, my gilding looks like he's pregnant. And I'm going to assume that everyone understands the irony of that statement. Okay. So basically you have a horse with a belly that is distended or it appears to be bloated, if you will. Um, I hope that, you know, this is helping develop an image in everybody's mind. But basically the belly is, you know, it's likely sticking out on the sides and it may even appear to be um, maybe hanging a little bit lower than normal. It just, it just looks like a belly that is too large to be on the frame of the horse that it's on is kind of what, what you'd be looking at. Um, now this is not something that happens overnight. Okay. It, it, it develops over time, uh, generally as a result of lower quality forage. Okay. So now before anybody blows a total gasket over me using the words lower quality in reference to what you may or may not be feeding, um, There are two other things that can play a role. Uh, So that would be the horse's exercise load and, you know, the the fitness level that would go along with that. And then the other piece of the equation is the total intake or the total amount of hay that that horse is actually consuming um, or or pasture. So meaning it's, it's possible to be feeding a very high quality forage and still have a horse that um, looks pregnant. Um, and if that's the case, that means that, you know, your horse is, is likely either not fit or they may just be overeating. Um, and then there are a few other situations that might cause that appearance and not be related to nutrition at all. So I, I will hit those um, at the end after I get done going through all the nutritional reasons. So let's dig into this just a little bit. Um, I want to state that first and foremost, you know, the the most common reason for 
the hay belly, um, which I mentioned already, is being low quality forage. And what I mean when I say low quality forage is that the hay or the pasture is overly mature. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about the color. I'm not talking about the smell. I'm not talking about the visual appearance, right? I'm saying that like this hay could look beautiful, right? It could look beautiful. It could smell beautiful. Um, I mean, it could have all of the visual perfectness that we want in hay. But what I am saying is it's overly mature, meaning it was cut at a late stage of growth, okay? Or let's say you have horses on pasture, um, grasses and pasture grasses that are overly mature. This happens, this is going to likely happen in the mid to late summer, early fall. Okay, those grasses are very mature. Um, They've probably headed out, right? So, you know, understanding pasture grass maturity is a little bit easier, right? Because you can do that by the time of the year. Um, You know, in the spring and the early summer, the grass in the pasture is immature. It's in its early growth stages. Okay, this is when the pasture is the most nutritious and the highest quality. Okay, this is when horses that are turned out on pasture are going to look their absolute best, right? Early early summer, spring. It's because each bite of grass they take is jam-packed with nutrition, right? Well, by the time you hit mid to late summer and the grass is maturing, okay, the amount of quality nutrition per bite drops radically, right? So by the time you hit early fall, the grass is, I mean, it's basically like eating cardboard. Okay, that that might have been a little bit of a dramatization, but <laughs> I want to get the point across that just because a horse has full-time access to pasture does not necessarily mean that they are getting good quality nutrition. Okay. So often, um, you know, it's in the late summer and the early fall where I get people, um, asking, you know, why, why doesn't my horse look as good? You know, and, and most, most of the times those people will say, you know, my horse is on full access to pasture. So I don't understand why he doesn't look as good as he did just two or three months ago. Okay. Well, this is very likely related to the, you know, directly related to the declining quality of the forage that happens, um, just over the course of the the normal growing pattern of grass. So let's say that you're feeding hay, okay? How do you know when the hay was harvested? You don't, all right? Unless you did it yourself, okay? So the only way to have any understanding of the maturity of the hay that you're using is to have a forage test done, right? These are critical, my friends. <laughs> I feel like I should start a running tally of how many times I tell you guys to go get your forage tested, right? It's the simplest and most insightful thing that you can do when it comes to making your horse look great, right? You can feed the absolute best grain in the world, but if you have forage that was harvested at a very mature state, you are not going to see wow results, right? Or you're going to have to feed a whole bunch of grain to get those wow results, right? So the most cost-effective thing that you can do and the most nutritionally important thing that you can do for your horse is to buy good quality hay uh, or, or buy hay that matches the, the nutritional needs of your horse. All right, so what do I look for? If someone has a horse that seems to have a kind of continual hay belly, oftentimes um, their hay analysis comes back lower in protein. So when I say lower in protein, these these analyses are usually coming back under 10%. But more importantly, the NDF value is way too high. Okay, so NDF stands for neutral detergent fiber. 
sometimes I see people mistaking that acronym for non-digestible fiber, which is funny because it's actually, you know, NDF is an indicator for how much of the fiber is non-digestible, but that's not actually what NDF stands for. So NDF is a lab analysis of the fiber content in the forage. And that number basically gives us um, some insight into the amount of lignin that is present in a forage. And lignin is the non-digestible portion of the hay, okay, or of the grass. So the higher the NDF value is, the higher the lignin content is, which means a higher portion of that hay is, let's call it nutritionally unavailable to the horse. So in other words, it's a lot like eating cardboard, right? There's a whole lot of bulk and not a lot of nutrition. And since there is not a lot of nutrition per bite, the horse has to consume or eat more, okay, in order to get adequate nutrition. So this is what sets you up for a hay belly or sets your horse up for a hay belly, right? The horse eats and eats and eats because each bite is so diluted in nutrition. But on the other hand, it's super bulky in fibers that are not digestible for your horse. Well, then you've got the microbes that live in your horse's hindgut. They are working absolute overtime to try to break down all of this really difficult, bulky fiber. And it takes a long time to do that. So the hay kind of, um, I think about it like the hay sort of backing up or bulking up in the back half of your horse, right? In your horse's hindgut. While, you know, those microbes are are working overtime trying to ferment all of that non-digestible fiber, that really hard to digest fiber. So you basically have, you know, a physically large load of hard to digest dry matter in the gut. Then on top of that, the microbes, they may actually start to produce um, excess levels of gas through that process, through that fermentation process and through that, that attempt to break down all of that fiber. So now you have the physical buildup of all of this non-digestible fiber, plus you have the extra gas from the fermentation process of the microbes. And then, you know, that all together is really what causes your horse to have that hay belly appearance. Okay, so what do you do? Let's say you have had your hay tested and the NDF value is really high. Um, okay, so when I say high, you know, I, I kind of use 60% NDF as, as kind of my like red flag number. If it's over 60% NDF, that means that the hay was probably fairly mature when it was harvested. And it, it definitely would stand a chance for, you know, having the potential to cause kind of a hay belly look. Um, so I, I like for the NDF values in haze to be under 60%. That's usually an indicator that, that it was cut at a pretty, um, pretty good time. Um, now the problem is most of the time people find out what the NDF content of their hay is after they have already purchased it. Right. And usually if they've sent off for a hay sample, they've purchased a few months worth of hay. So it makes it worth it to actually send that sample off. So if you find yourself in that position, you, you have to make do with what you have, um, unless you can find a a means of selling it and then buying new. But if you're going to do that, I do recommend testing the hay before you buy it. (laughs) Um, But let's say that you have the hay you have and you can't get rid of it or you need to use it. And that NDF, you know, let's say that NDF is 65, 66, 68 percent. In that case, what you want to do is is you want to help those microbes in the hindgut um, break down that fiber as quickly and efficiently as possible. 
So you need what I call a, a digestive catalyst, right? That's what Transform DSI was designed for. It's a supplement. Um, it's a pelleted supplement, and it's sold by Stride Animal Health. And in a research trial, we found that simply adding Transform DSI as a supplement to the normal feed program had the ability to improve digestibility by up to 30%. Okay. So when you have a horse that is struggling to process all of this bulky fiber, adding transform as a supplement is one way that you can help them process up to a third more than they could just on their own. So that can really help on eliminating that hay belly look. I also like to add transform to the diet of horses that are on, you know, mid to late summer pasture um, and then keep them on that into the fall. Um, the reason for that is because, you know, th those horses on pasture during that time of the year, that mid to late summer and into the fall, um, those horses are going to be dealing with that same high NDF, you know, low protein issue that I just described in the hay. So just because they're on pasture doesn't mean that that forage quality is better than what you might be feeding in a hay diet, right? So, um, you know, they're they're certainly just because they're on pasture does they're certainly not immune, let's say, to the effects of this bulky, hard to digest fiber. Um, and so something that you can do in that situation actually is supplement those horses on pasture with some really high quality hay. You might even add some alfalfa into the diet that can help pull that NDF value down, provide some more easy to digest fiber, um, and really help the appearance of those horses. Now, let's say your horse has a hay belly look in the springtime when the grass is good, or let's say you had your hay tested and the NDF is well under 60%, okay? Well, the next likely culprit is that your horse is maybe just not physically fit, okay? So if you're not riding your horse on a daily basis and giving him, you know, a really good solid workout, um, the muscles might be weak through his top line and his abdomen, Okay. And so that, that can cause the belly to look like it's sagging. It can cause it to kind of, you know, have the, the, the broodmare look. <laughs> then the third possible culprit is that your horse is overeating, right? Meaning they're just, they're consuming more than that, that recommended 2% of body weight per day. Okay. Um, so just as a reminder, when I say that, you know, a horse is supposed to eat 2% of their body weight per day, um, let's say you have an 1100 pound horse or a 500 kilogram horse. Okay. That general target intake of forage should be 22 pounds or 10 kilograms each 24 hour period. Right. So if you're hand feeding, um, try weighing your hay and hand feed twice a day so that, that the horse gets approximately 11 pounds in the morning and 11 pounds in the evening or five kilograms and five kilograms. Um, and see if that makes a difference over the course of a few weeks, right? So especially if those horses maybe were on just kind of like a full free, free choice, full access to whatever they wanted to eat, um, pulling them in, kind of reeling that back a little bit and hand feeding and making sure that you're monitoring the total amount of forage and dry matter that's actually going into the horse. Um, that can make a difference on that kind of over, overly full, um, belly appearance. Now, if you have horses who have 24 seven access to pasture and they never lift their head, or if you have horses that belly up to a round bale feeder and never leave, okay, you're, you're going to definitely need to try some other tactics. Um, 
if you have the pasture situation, you may have to create a dry lot and basically limit the number of hours each day that your horse is turned out. Okay. So, you know, you can either put them in a dry, a dry pen, you know, that doesn't have grass growing in it for a few hours a day and then turn them out you know, for the other portion of the day, if you don't have a pen already made, you may have to go buy some panels, right? And just set up um, a small area in the corner of the pasture where um, those horses come in. Maybe you entice them in in the morning to feed, um, to eat their grain, and then you lock them in for a little bit and don't allow them to go directly back out on the pasture. Now, if you have a free choice round bale situation, okay, in, in that particular scenario, I recommend that you use a slow feeder hay net over the top of your round bale. So I am personally in love with the hay nets, the slow feeder nets by Hay Chicks. Um, I actually, I own a large bale net. I think I own like five small bale nets. I own a half bale travel net, right? So I, I, I don't do round bales for my horses, but what I use that large bale net for is I put it over a huge, um, water tank. And then that allows me to basically put three or four small, small square bales into that water tank. And then I cover the whole thing with the large, um, the large round bale net and I cinch it down. And then basically what that does is it, it, it allows me to leave for work for several days in a row and my husband doesn't have to feed hay. <laughs> so he loves it. Um, now I do that for the horses that don't have shoes on, um, for the horse that does have shoes on, I'm a little bit hesitant to have um, that net, you know, wrapped around the water trough and like be on the ground. So I, what I do with that horse is I hang actually three full bales. So I use their full bale um, slow feeder nets and I put an entire bale into one. And then I basically hang three of those off of the top rail on my fence. And then underneath of them, I place like a it's just a long, narrow water tank, um, empty, of course. But then that way, my mare with shoes on can't paw at the nets. And then also any hay that she drops as she's pulling hay out of those slow feeder nets, um, any hay drops into the tank. So then she can clean that up off of the ground, if you will. But um, it's really inside the tank. So she's not, you know, eating sand accidentally. Um, and then for my son's pony, I actually purchased a couple of the, the extreme, like the slow feed extreme <laughs> full bale nets. So those are the ones where I think they have only like a one inch opening. So they're really small, um, which is nice for a pony because that way, um, the pony doesn't just blow through the hay super, super fast. Okay. So because their muzzles are so much smaller, um, they can actually get through some of those larger hay nets, um, a little bit easier than an adult horse or than a normal horse can. So for the ponies, I really like those extreme, um, those slow extreme feeders. And then that pony, he's actually set up, um, with his hay bales hanging as well. Um, and then I just have like a shorter, uh, narrow water trough under his, just like my mare. So if you can't tell, I'm, I'm super excited about this setup because, um, you know, it allows me to leave for, um, almost a week, you know, almost a week long trip and I can go do my work things and I don't have to worry about my horses because I just, I hate relying on other people to make sure that the horses are fed at the right time of day, make sure that they don't run out of hay. And this way I, um, 
you know, basically they have access to hay all of the time while I'm gone and they can't just plow through everything that I gave them and totally overeat because the nets um, slow them down. Okay. So if you have a horse that overeats or if you have um, a round bale out all of the time, right, and you, you feel like your horse has a hay belly and you want to slow them down, um, I really, I highly recommend using uh, one of the hay chicks nets. Now, as a side note, apparently I buy enough from hay chicks that they decided to give me a referral code. So I want to share that with you guys. Um, I don't normally do this kind of thing, but it just happened to come up and it aligns well with this particular episode. So if you guys want to try a slow feeder hay net um, that is extremely high quality and is the only brand that I personally use, I will drop a link in the show notes that will direct you to a discount code. Um, I do encourage you to act quickly though, because the, the link should remain active, but the amount of the discount might change over time. Right. So I think right now the discount is pretty hefty. I think that, that they've got it set up with a 20% discount to anybody that uses the, the referral code from feed room chemist. So definitely take advantage of that while you can. Um, for those of you who might not have heard of this company or having a hard time understanding the name that I'm saying, it's a company called Hey Chicks. And that's spelled hay like H-A-Y, and then chicks is C-H-I-X. Um, and so I will leave the link um, to that code in the show notes. But um, anyone that is, you know, too busy to go check those show notes, you can definitely, you can certainly just type the URL straight into your internet browser, and it'll generate that unique code for you. So the URL, um, if you have a pen handy, the URL is six eight two haychicks.refr.cc forward slash feed room chemist. So that's a lot to write down. It's way too much, obviously, to remember. So I will put that in the show notes. Just go um, check that out and follow that link. Copy and paste it into your URL if it's not hyperlinked in your particular podcasting app. And that'll take you straight to a discount code where you can um, purchase your own Haychicks net for a lower price, 20% lower right now, actually. So go quickly because that might not last very long. Now, the last thing I want to leave you guys with in terms of the hay belly look is that it's not always due to the hay or the forage. Okay. So if making changes to the diet are not helping this appearance in your horse, uh, it's really important that you get your veterinarian involved so that they can rule things out like parasite load. Okay. Especially in foals, um, foals that have that kind of like orphan, you know, big belly bloated looking appearance those foals could actually have a pretty heavy parasite load. So you need to rule that out. That can also happen in adult horses as well, though. Um, your vet can also rule things out like, you know, organ failure, Cushing syndrome, or any other kind of disease where a bloated appearance may come into play. Also, keep in mind that um, horses that crib or suck air often have a bloated appearance as well. And then don't forget that, you know, mares who have had multiple pregnancies um, or even your older horses, they may look like they have a hay belly because the muscles in their back are not able to fully support the belly as well as they used to. So nutrition is a big piece of hay belly, but it's not always everything, right? So just keep in the back of your mind these other situations um, that can come into play as you're trying to work through this with your own horses. 
Okay. I think that wraps us up for now. Don't forget to go follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search at Dr. Jimmy. That's at D-R-J-Y-M-E. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, If you haven't left me a recommendation or a rating or a review, please, please, please go do that. Um, And then also don't forget to use the hashtag feedroomchemist so I can follow you with all of your social media conversations. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.